Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Jennifer Siegel. Today we're taking a look at how U.S. banks fared in the final quarter of 2018. Last week, America's biggest banks reported fourth quarter earnings. And despite investor worries about the prospect of a recession, the U.S.-China trade war, and market volatility at the end of 2018, the picture for U.S. banks proved brighter than expected. The FT's U.S. banking editor, Laura Noonan, spoke with U.S. finance editor, Robert Armstrong, about the key takeaways from the quarter and the industry trends we'll be following in 2019. Laura, can you give us a rundown of earnings for the fourth quarter for the big American banks? Expectations going in were actually pretty low. So the six banks, their share prices fell by an average of 14% in December. People were very concerned about things like the prospect of a recession in the US economy, about the China trade war. They were concerned about the market volatility as well. So people have pretty low expectations. Against those, the banks have by and large done very well. Wednesday, we had both Bank of America and Goldman Sachs reporting earnings. Their shares shut up more than 8% each. So people were very surprised at how good those earnings were. So I think overall the message has been good. The chief executives as well have been very positive about the outlook for the US economy in particular. And they said that even though there is a lot of tension in financial markets, they're not really seeing that feed through to the real economy at this point. So a lot of these banks have big uh, trading businesses, big investment banks. What was the impact of the market volatility on those businesses within the banks? So I think it's definitely fair to say that there was some negative impact, particularly in the fixed income trading business. That was the one that was really hit. All the banks we have had so far have posted pretty big falls in fixed income revenue for the fourth quarter of 2018 relative to a year earlier. The worst was Citigroup. They were down 21%. Goldman Sachs then was down 18%. People had actually expected Goldman Sachs' fixed income revenue to be up. So basically, people were kind of taken aback by how badly fixed income was hit. So that was one of the real negatives from the earnings from what was overall a pretty positive earnings season. A larger story in America has been the government shutdown. Have we heard anything from the banks about the impact of the shutdown? Well, it probably won't surprise people who follow banks a lot here to learn the most outspoken person on the shutdown was the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, who has, let's face it, a view on most things. Jamie said on the earnings call that we could have zero growth in the first quarter were this shutdown to continue. So far, they're not seeing any impact in terms of the credit quality and in terms of what it's doing to the U.S. economy. However, we're into unprecedented territory here in terms of the duration of it and things get worse as it continues. So people maybe had some savings to pay loans back early on, to pay their living expenses. When it comes to then the more institutional corporate business, one of the issues is that when you have a shutdown, you haven't got a Securities and Exchange Commission. When you haven't got one of those, you can't do certain kinds of initial public offerings. So while there hasn't been much of an IPO market in the last few weeks, were there to be an IPO window, as it stands, firms cannot list in the US. So over time, that certainly does have an impact. And I think that's certainly one of the things weighing on the outlook. Some investors were worried about rising short-term rates coming through in deposit costs, Laura. We look in bank windows and we see uh, high-rate savings and CD accounts uh, advertised. Did any of that come through in the results? So I think we see even more of those if we look on the internet. So we see quite a lot of online banks offering very competitive rates, even for on-demand deposits. You can easily get 2% on a fairly limited deposit base in the US right now. The weird thing about US retail banking is people don't seem to be rational. So even though it seems obvious that you should take some money that you have sitting in the big US banks earning pretty much 
to nothing and put it into some of these online places, people don't really feel incentivized to do it. They're not really bothered to do it. And actually, while there was a small tick up in deposit costs for the banks, there's nothing material yet. Now, as to whether that can persist over the longer term, you have to think that at some point the US will actually wake up and decide this is not a very sensible way to do it. But so far, they're not really showing any indication of moving en masse from keeping their money in their ordinary checking account, earning very little, into putting it into one of these high-yield, on-demand online accounts. There was some concerns around the third quarter about lending growth at Bank of America, at Wells, at Citi. How did that look this quarter? I think you'd say it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't good either. So certainly there isn't a robust lending market out there, but I think we didn't see contraction, which is a good thing. So I think there was a level of relief that actually there's a decent amount of lending out there. I think some of the corporate lending numbers were actually pretty decent as well. So household lending is more challenging. Corporate lending, I think some banks made some decent progress there. And credit quality? Very good, actually. Surprisingly, I mean, we had a, a number of banks talk about how healthy the credit quality was and how they weren't really seeing it. And that kind of goes back to what banks are seeing in the financial markets and all the tensions there, and then what's happening in the real economy. And all the evidence was that in the real economy, people are continuing to pay their home loans, they're continuing to pay their credit cards, they're continuing to pay down their consumer loans. So I think banks were all very comfortable in terms of the credit quality. We didn't see an uptick in general credit quality provisions from anybody. There were a couple of cases where banks, strictly on the investment bank side, put up additional credit provisions for some very specific cases, but they were all insistent that there wasn't any kind of a generalised deterioration in credit, certainly in the fourth quarter. So are the banks ready for a recession? I know J.B. Diamond talked a little bit about it being late in the cycle and him being cautious. What do, what do you think? Jamie Diamond and JP Morgan and also Citigroup are probably the most defensively positioned. I put it to one other CFO earlier was his bank defensively positioned and he was somewhat outraged and said that this wasn't the time to be defensive and that they were very much in a more of a growth mode than a defensive positioning. So I think Citigroup took risk off towards the end of the year. Citigroup, if, if you look at their assets, they actually brought them down on a risk-weighted asset basis. And the reason for doing that was they want to be well positioned. They don't want to have too much at risk in the market when things do turn. I think Jamie Dimon was quite outspoken about how he was happy for lending to slow in certain areas because he didn't want to be the dumb children who were lending at the very, very end of the cycle. So I think there too, banks will certainly see a bit of caution coming in. The other banks, I guess it's a very thin line for them to tread because if you do go out there and say we are battening down the hatches for the very worst, these are such big institutions, such influential institutions, you can actually make that a self-fulfilling thing. So in the end, if you say that we're in an environment where you need to pull in credit, where you need to pull in risk, and you actually start doing that, you can yourself actually contribute to that becoming the future. So 2018 ends on a solid, if not great note. What are the banking trends you're watching for this year, 2019? So on the investment bank side, I think fixed income is going to be interesting because the banks are all trying to make out that what we saw in the last quarter isn't anything structural and that they don't see anything that they need to change because of what happened in the fourth quarter. But if fixed income fees keep falling at the kind of rate that we saw in the fourth quarter, people are going to have to make some decisions around the kind of products that they actually want to be in and the kind of cost base they can afford to carry there. So I think fixed income is certainly one to continue watching. And we'll also see banks investing more in terms of trying to take some of the people out of it and put more technology in. Tech spend overall is going to be interesting again. So we had Goldman Sachs earlier saying they thought that 2019 would effectively be the peak year in terms of tech spend. They'll be spending a lot, but it'll be interesting to see if we do see a tighter economic cycle and if banks do see 
a more challenging commercial outlook, will they start to rein in some of the tech spending or do they think that it's absolutely important to invest for the future? In terms of the retail banking piece then, I mean, you have the continued battle between having to have the branches and then trying to get into the new technology areas. And we have seen this year Chase in particular, Chase being the JP Morgan retail brand, they've opened their first new retail branches in the last decade in the fourth quarter of the year. And they're trying to get into new markets with bricks and mortar branches, but they're very much the exception rather than the rule. So I think we'll probably see across banks generally more people pairing back there. I mean, it was interesting on the Citigroup earnings call, they said that they thought the area where they had to do the most work on their cost base was actually in the retail banking network. And I think we can probably expect to see a lot of focus there. Thanks, Laura. That was the FT's U.S. Banking Editor, Laura Noonan, in conversation with U.S. Finance Editor, Robert Armstrong. You can read more about U.S. bank earnings at FT.com today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another news feature. In the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber and you'd like to discover more FT content, visit FT.com offer.